Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Laundry. All right. Hot mic. All right, Garrick. Hope you're doing okay, even though you don't respond to my fucking texts anymore for some reason, you butthole. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Triathlon Podcast, coming to you from Mallorca, Spain, with just me and Jackson, unless Garrick says hi at some point, he inserts himself in the post-edit, which he could do. He could even answer questions post-edit. Um, Garrick, if you're listening, you can do that. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, we, Of course he's listening. He always listens every episode. <laughs> he listens to a bunch of He has of to, to make sure he cuts out all the stupid shit we say that we're not allowed to share and i make sure that he listens because i'll inject random bits that don't make any sense and are totally off topic just to see if they end up in the final cut and then only once have they <laughs> you got lazy uh so we're in Mallorca, spain jackson is doing his very first full distance iron man 140.6 i'm doing number 70 been out no probably number 10 uh but the main reason we're doing this episode and some things you can look forward to are kind of things Jackson's been doing to get ready for his first Ironman, the, as he steps up from the half distance to the full, some differentiations in training, nutrition, mindset. Um, it is a different ball game out there. As any of you know, when you do a long distance race like this, it's like a half, you can kind of just have a good time the whole time. There's not even like a really terrible moment where you literally want to just throw your bike off the side of a mountain but in Ironman that'll happen about three times and then eventually you'll want to throw your body into the ocean again at some point and just wonder if you'll breathe it just Ironman is ruthless on some days uh, and then again it can be awesome too when you have good results so it's all worth it so Jackson are you nervous yeah what no yes I think so I'm not really sure what to expect, to be honest. I mean, I've heard all these things and everybody has a bit of a different experience. So super excited to give it a try. And uh, yeah, I mean, two days, we're recording this. There's two days till the race. Um, still getting adjusted time zone and stuff. So, oh yeah. Let's talk about something before we get to the race. How was your general experience getting here? Oh God, it was just terrible. It was just terrible. I uh <laughs> It wasn't your fault necessarily. You did what you could. You tried to do it far out. I won't even rip on you for being last minute or doing something dumb. Well, okay. So basically, here's what happened. Six days before we leave, I go into my – actually, I go to fill out the Spain, like, entry form that you have to enter for COVID-19 purposes. And one of the things it asks you for is your seat number. So I'm like, okay, I'll go into my booking and find my seat number. If there's not one, I'll do it later. So I go in. I booked through eDreams, which is like this European version of um, basically Expedia. And it's pretty hard to actually find my e-ticket. Like I have to go far into the website and whatever. And I finally found it. No seat number, but my last name was wrong. It was spelled with two R's. So I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. Well, we'll go in and fix that. So call eDreams. They said, oh, you got to call Lufthansa to change that. Called Lufthansa. They said, we can't make any changes because you didn't book it it was eDream so eDream's representative has to call us and then we'll give them the authorization to make a change and i was like fine so i called eDream's back 
basically this exact conversation happened literally five times with eDreams. I said, you guys have to call Lufthansa. I've already talked to them. You call them, they will give the authorization, change the name. That was as simple as that. He said, it'll be 48 to 72 hours. Then somebody calls me the next day, says they're going to make the change. And then they said, oh, we can't make the change. And I said, yes, you can. You have to call Lufthansa. She's like, okay. Oh, no, they never called you. You always had to call them. No, she called me once. Oh, okay, cool. And she said she's going to do it. And then I was like, you have to call Lufthansa. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I'll put an order in for someone else to do it. So this literally did happen. Like the number of hours I spent on the phone explaining this, it happened so many times. They never made the change. The day before they still hadn't made the change. I called three more times. The day of, they still hadn't made the change. And at that point, I decided to book another flight because there was no other option to get there. And uh, yeah, I was screwed. So I'm out. I'm probably going to be out all that money and I'm, I'm fighting it, but we'll see what happens. And obviously the last minute flights are about two and a half times more expensive. So that was a little bit unfortunate. But anyway, got here. That's in the past. Kind of freaking accepted it already. And uh, now we're settling into the old spain life yeah we had a couple bits of running around fixing some bullshit but ultimately it's been a it's been a pretty good trip i mean being here at the hotel we're at the uh zafiro palace hotel which is kind of like the iron man host hotel and that's freaking stellar like six pools couple 50 something plus meter long pools that are kind of cold there's a lap pool um so honestly this hotel kind of fits the bill for everything and they have great breakfast and dinner that you would want um, a face style. What a face style? Oh, I thought you said face style. <laughs> Buffet. I'm. We. I woke up about a minute ago. Um. <laughs> so back to the e dreams thing. I'm pretty sure that every single their whole goal of customer service was to just be like, just try to satisfy him long enough to where he has to hit his make or break for the ticket, and then by then he's committed and we're not going to refund or anything. It's like that was their goal yeah. as customer service. It seems like they never had any actual, they never actually made an attempt to do the change. They just want to get me off the phone so that they could kick the can down the road for the next person and then do that again and again. Yeah, like Nick said, until the actual flight happens and then I'm screwed. So anyway, that sucks. But I might still be able to get my money back. Through um, Visa. Yeah, I've submitted a dispute through Visa, basically claiming that the service that they offered that they claimed to offer wasn't what they ended up offering, which I think is fair considering they basically didn't let me board the flight. Yeah. You literally couldn't use the ticket you purchased because they were unable. Actually, they were probably just unwilling, able, unwilling to, easy. to take the steps to change it with the airline. And, and I even said I was willing to pay any administration fee they need. I understand it would have taken them a little bit of work. So it could have paid a 50 bucks or whatever. So uh, anyway, that is what it is. But now we're here and we're ready ish to race and uh next next coming on that eight hour time change yeah that's a bit crap it's been pretty up and down with the sleep and energy levels that's always how it is for time change for me anyway so um but yeah so in terms of preparing for this race people are probably wondering like what are you doing different to prepare for this iron man because obviously i've done about i don't know the exact number but it's definitely more than 30 halves um oh yeah that's, that I've done. it's up there so I had a feeling I'd be doing this race all year long. I kind of thought, you know what, I'm going to do an Ironman towards the end of the year right before my wedding. And so James knew that as well, my coach. And kind of before Collins Cup, we actually had a bit of a block 
where we had enough time to kind of do some longer stuff before getting really specific for Collins Cup. And we did get the long run up to about 30K and a long ride up to, I think I did over around five hours, maybe four and a half hours with the long ride. So got some long mileage in, nothing crazy, um, and did some Ironman specific pace work on the bike. Then switch back over to Focus to Collins Cup, Worlds, no more really long stuff. So then after Worlds, it's been about it's been four four weeks between races so i had about two and a half weeks to train hard and the focus of that block was just ironman specificity i did two long bikes like five hours 15 five hours 20 with a lot of ironman pace work and then two long runs with a lot of ironman pace work as well that were 32 and 33k so that was kind of the, the bread and butter stuff. And then my other harder workouts were also a bit on the longer side, you know, longer tempo intervals on the run and kind of, you know, threshold and, and, and kind of some longer stuff on the bike as well. So uh, swim wise, not a huge amount of change, a little bit of steady Ironman pace, but pretty similar. So that was basically it. I mean, I haven't had a huge Ironman block. I think my general training and kind of fitness over the last several years has been, you know, lots of hours a week, lots of hard workouts and things that are going to prepare for an Ironman anyways. And I think most of the best Ironman athletes don't do like crazy, crazy different than half. So unless you're Sam friggin' long. Yeah. But he still trains that way for a half. So yeah, that's his MO all the time. You're right. Um, so yeah, anyway, I'm excited. I've, I think the best part for me about this race is that I, maybe other people have high expectations for me, but I don't really have any expectations in terms of like how the result will go. I know what I'm capable of. I know that at some point in my career, I'm going to have some really good full Ironmans where I'm able to kind of swim and ride really well and then run, you know, 240 or something off the bike. And whether that's for this race or that's not for a few more races before I get things figured out or even several races, I don't know, but I've got to have that confidence that I do have the ability to do that and set myself up to do that. And, uh, you know, if I don't, then learn from it and work, work away towards doing that next time. Yeah. I think overall, um, you've always been able to put together a good race, no matter what it's like, I've never really seen you have a, a bad race, maybe like a sub par, but not bad. Like where you, you know, I've had bad races. I don't think I've ever seen you have them. So I think the opportunity for you to have a really stellar day, like put yourself in the top odds, top eight is, is there. Absolutely. And with Ironman, it's just about a patience. It's like a big old chess match out there at a lower intensity for longer. And really what you fight more than anything is the mind, because there's going to be a lot of times when you, you want to go, but there's just no point. Um, or you want to put your nose in the wind and try to spice things up, but there's no point. It's really the ones who can hide unless you're an Uber biker who are really going to have a better day. Um, so yeah, I think, I just, I think it's like a big range of what can happen. Like you could win or you could be top 10. Like, I think that's probably where it's going to end up unless you really fuck up your nutrition somehow. Like, <laughs> and you've always been pretty good at it. Cause that's it. Like Ironman is just about pacing and fueling because the body yeah. shows up and can do it. But I mean, even since I've been racing full distance over the last, I think, four years, it's changed. Like the first time I raced Ironman Austria, there was like, it was when Jan Farina was there even. And 
was like, this is, this, this is a swim pace. And I think I was like right at the second pack. We were maybe a minute and a half off the lead pack. So it wasn't super slow or anything, but it was like, man, this swim's just pretty relaxed and you just kind of get in the group and hopefully someone's leading the group is doing a good job. And then on the bike, it's really hit or miss in Europe. It's been different than the U S in Europe. Racing seems to be like incredibly full on for the, like Ironman Austria has this similar climbing elevation, like right around 2000 meters. And we did the first loop because it's two loops. We didn't like, I don't know, like two, 205 or 206. It was freaking mental how fast we went. And then I just, I kind of felt that in the second lap. So I, I don't know. I've never really been able to have, cause I get, I get caught up in the dynamics of having a good day when I feel good. And then man, once the wheels fall off for me, it's like, Oh, that was it. So I've <laughs> had a couple good Ironmans, but it's just been a, elusive for me. But I also, just, I haven't really put a lot of emphasis on them. I've just been doing them for experience. And to be honest with you for this race, I'm just tired. Like, doing an Olympic and then world just moved. Oh yeah. This just life stuff's been adding up for me. So that's kind of what's been a little bit less motivating, which we all go through shit happens. So I guess for me, I'm just honestly, the only reason I came to this race, cause I was like Jackson's first full, I gotta be there. Right. So that's the only, Thanks, that's honestly the only reason I'm here. I don't really have huge expectations for myself in terms of, anything because i've been moving got divorced like three months ago which wasn't terrible at all i mean it was like when you hear divorce everyone's like i'm so sorry but it was like it was like a high five a chest bump and karen and i were like all right we're, just, we're probably still gonna be the exact same as we are now because we're just friends <laughs> so let's just, not get too much into that no, no we won't but it was just <laughs> the just the move that was tough um so yeah anyways i'll just try to be up there. I'll blow myself up on the bike just to get us to the front. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Well, I mean, you know what? As soon as you say that's the time that you have a really good day. So you never know. You never know. Um, however, yeah. So you mentioned nutrition. I think people are probably always wondering about nutrition and we gotta, we gotta kind of say like, what's the difference? So for me, I'm doing pretty similar overall plan, obviously more like more nutrition cause it's longer, but I'm sticking with the first endurance as always shout out to first endurance Canada. You guys are awesome. You should support them. But anyways, back to, yeah, back to all you Americans go ahead and switch your, it's mostly Canadians <laughs> to listen to this anyway. Switch your browser to Canadian IPs and go buy from Canada. First Canada. <laughs> anyways. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to go a little bit more with the EFS pro, which is kind of a little bit of a, uh, a higher complex carb ratio. So it's a little bit slower burning for the fluids. And I will still have, so I'll probably the Venta bottle filled with that. So that's about 1.2 liters. Then I'll have a regular bottle with the, the standard EFS. Uh, and I'll have in the front bottle, I'm going to have basically about 10 gels, <laughs> EFS liquid gels mixed with water um, just to get the, the main calories. And then I'm also going to take a couple of solid little bar snacks because I think I'll need some solid food. I figured that out in my training. I was just kind of super craving solid food after about five hours. So, so I'll have a couple, I'm actually going to go with bear paws, you know, the, the children's snack. That's, they taste pretty good and they go down easy, go down easy, taste good. They got about, they got 26 grams of carbs, six grams of fat. 
So just enough to kind of feel like you ate something. So I got two of those. And then I will bring a few perfect aminos as well, just to pop a couple of those, get the, a little bit of, um, spare a little bit of muscle damage with the protein coming in. It's kind of in the form of something you can actually digest easily. Yeah. So I'll probably bring about eight of those with me, but I don't know how many I'll have on the bike. Um, and it's then, hard to take anything on the bike that's like you have to un open or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to be a bit of a challenge, but, um, but yeah, so that's kind of it. And then I'll grab a couple bottles off the course if needed, but it's not going to be very hot. It's only going to be like in the teens, high teens, probably for the bike, maybe get up to 20, which is like high seventies, no high sixties. I said seventies on race day. Oh, on the bike, it won't be, but on the run. On the, yeah, it should get up to the seventies for the run, but yeah, but yeah so kind of keep it a little bit flexible towards the end. Like, honestly, I don't think I'll be wanting to drink a huge amount, but still I tend to have a high sweat rate, even at like a moderate temperature. So I'll probably be taking a little bit of water, maybe a little bit of sport drink off the course and, you know, going by feel towards the end. And then for the run, I'm just going to take a lot of random shit with me. Just be like gels, aminos, probably a couple of those bars again. Um, I'll take whatever off the course should be i'm mean, just make sure i get a lot in because having too much my gut will tell me oh you've had too much stop stop eating i'm pretty pretty good with that but who knows for eight hours it's gonna be tough tough to kind of go with the same feel that i've had for a half so that's another part of the learning experience i guess yeah fueling is the toughest thing to really figure out sometimes unless you've just got a really good variability of intake that you're familiar with at all times so what's on course is usually the best thing to make sure you can handle at all times. Cause an emergency like Coke, whatever gel. And if it's late into the evening, um, they'll bring out some broth or something. So that's all you can do right there. I mean, the plan is not really too different as you can, you can tell it's just mainly being smart about your matches. Like you just kind of hold those matches a little bit tighter to your chest and like, the biggest experiences I've had, the best ones are when I was patient and I didn't spike power a lot during the first half of the bike. Because sometimes there's a move or there's a surge once the kind of groups catch each other and someone will try to get away or spice it up. Like Cam Worth will be on this course. So you know that when he rolls through, everyone's going to try to go with them. Some will make it. And, you know, if you can hang or if he doesn't go, by too hard. I, so they, they changed the bike course too, to where we're initially we were supposed to hit this long climb. It's probably like at least a 40 minute climb. Probably wouldn't have hit that until mile 70 something, but they changed the bike course to where now we're hitting that climb at like mile like 15, yeah, 15 to 20. So straight off the bat, we're going uphill. So that means most guys are going to try to use that hill to break the group up if they have the guts to get away. But that's a big investment of energy or of output super early in the race that I would wager. If you see a bit, a lot of guys going by at that time over 300 and something Watts or over, um, you know, near hundred percent FTP, they're probably going to come back eventually. Um, I've seen that time and time again. So I think kind of just figuring out how many matches you can really hold on to until the last half is probably smart. Yeah. That's going to be the big, the big, part of the chess match because everyone's gonna be pretty fresh there right so yeah. i think kind of balancing effort with 
positioning is is the tough part, especially for fulls. So, but yeah, big climb, and then we're gonna drive the rest of the course. I think there's a few other smaller climbs. Um, it's a hilly course as well, and then they made it so that there's one portion where we have to do two laps, but it's only like a 40k piece that we have to do twice. Yeah. And it's near the end of the bike. So I don't think it'll be super crowded with age groupers by that point. Uh, should be pretty, like there will be some, but it won't be like really, really busy. Um, no, they'll still be getting, they're going to get slowed up by the climb too. Yeah. But ultimately. So, and then the run's super flat, four laps. It could just be windy. That's the only thing that we have to be concerned with. Yeah. The wind out here in Monarca is pretty high, but go ahead and run. But yeah, four lap run, flat through the town. Maybe we'll spin that easy on our bikes later today or something yeah um and yeah it's just gonna be freaking awesome uh, maybe maybe it'll be terrible i don't know but the one thing that's definitely awesome is that this is the last race for me i'm done so like there is there is no need to leave anything in the tank just empty it and then recover yeah i i think that's perfect i'd be looking forward to that too um but you don't race till december so you can definitely take a good old break yeah so i'll do clash daytona and that's kind of where i really am going to focus a really good three week period of time to make sure that i'm sharpened up for that so this race for me i still want to have a good day and feel i, I just want to not feel like death out there like that's the goal because if you can get through a full distance ironman without really hating yourself and your life choices for the majority of the time you've had a great day because you're going to hit some dark patches normally at least couple times on the bike and for sure on the later half of the run you're going to just there's there's moments where your body's severely going to want to slow you down and you've got to just stay in it and focus on like a mantra or three things instead of like the emotional aspect of oh i feel like bad and people are going to be just you can't think about that crap at all you focus on like how do your feet feel in your shoes how are you feeling how's your posture uh you know make sure your mechanics are good and you just take aid station to aid station. That's all you do. Um, and I don't know how this the split on these normally for an Ironman, it's like at least a little over a K split or a distance for, for these. So they'll be pretty close to each other or at least every mile, maybe 2K. So that's, that's the race. We'll see. And then you're getting Tune married. In. It's going to be live. It's going to be live on Facebook, Ironman now. Yeah. It's going to be obviously the Ironman tracker will have it too. And then, yeah, six days later I get married. Nick's, the old groomsman and he's going to be making sure that Montana doesn't run away or no, that's her, that's her bridesmaids jobs, I guess. I'll make sure everyone's happy. <laughs> I'll do what it takes. Yeah. I'll carry everything and I don't know, I'll get you nice and liquored up. Uh, yeah, that's great. Just <laughs> not even remember my way. <laughs> no, so the next couple of weeks are going to be great. This whole trip, honestly, so far, really cool to be in Spain, see a different part of the world. It, the terrain here looks kind of like, Baja, Mexico in some ways, like Cabo mountain range. Um, Cause it's kind of like rocky and it's not super lush. And that's all I have to say. Yesterday in our test ride, it was super windy and we got lost on the run for an extra 20 minutes, which was a gem. And then I looked back at the map cause I was like, I think I can get us back. Bro, I, I can find it. And then like, there's no way the roads. Yeah, we ran an extra 5K yesterday. <laughs> yeah. The, the roads don't make any sense in terms of leading to another to each other. So, yeah, that's about it. This is a good race preview. Anyone doing Ironman Mallorca, even the half. So we this is a mix of mainly the half bike course with a, with 240 
40k loops at the end of it. That's how this is. Oh, the half goes up that climb too. Yeah, the, the first part of our race is basically a half course. The climb's beautiful. We're gonna do the rest of it. We did some of it yesterday. It's long, nice and like windy, smooth road, smooth as heck, and like not super steep. At least that we saw. We'll see at the end of it if it gets steeper. But it's just a nice continual kind of. It's not climb. super pitchy. I'm banking on the descent being awesome, so I can really you know, get away and do some work and live dangerously. Um, so yeah. And other news, the team is getting ramped up again. Um, we're still working on that giveaway. Don't worry. It'll happen. Yeah. Don't worry. We're going to be, Garrett's going to be fired if we don't get the giveaway out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just blame the guy who's not here. Right. That's always the way to go. Yeah, it's his fault. So the team next year, we're going to have a lot more video content on YouTube. So we're going to be doing video podcasts probably starting towards the end of this year. Once we can figure out how to make it look good and feel good. We've got a couple new partners. We're going to be bringing on at the, we'll announce those probably in December. They're really nice. Like I'll be riding a different bike next year. Uh, we'll have a different, I'm not even going to go into too much detail, but we're going to have good one new team member. Um, sadly, I'll, I mean, no real secret. Kelsey's kind of retiring. Yeah. Um, so Kelsey's going to be out and we're going to bring on someone else and I'll, we'll bring her on to make the announcement when she's going to grace us with her presence. presence. But hopefully so it's a female, you know that. Yeah. So let's maybe do that next week. Ooh. See if she can come on and make the announcement or what is this month? October. Let's yeah. wait till we get to end of november yeah don't worry we're just not organized here at all but that's normal that's what you guys expect we're love from us we're pretty organized keeping it real yeah. real tri squad real yeah. disorganized yeah so so that's it for this uh this little episode if you have any comments concerns or things you want us to do differently we're always open to it just email garrick at garrick at gofuckyourself.com <laughs> that's where he can be found I, I'm unless it's positive unless it's positive reinforcement then you can send it to me yeah send it to jackson at jackson at i give good hugs.org so nick has a new instagram account it's called at abs triathlon <laughs> no <laughs> he's got to start that let's get the the movement going to start that and at abs triathlon and i'm yeah. just gonna like candidly take pictures of people's abs and like throw it up there and be like, oh my god my abs made it on the abs account yeah, that would be awesome. People would love that. Yeah, but it's like an account that posts butt pictures all the time, but slightly more classy. Okay, I'll think about it. I've got a lot of things going on at multiple times. See if I have moments of uh, you know, speed to handle it. You can do it, bud. Anyway, we better sign this off. Thanks for listening. Peace out. out. Flying through the sky in my parachute Dancing on the couch like I'm Tommy Cruise On a one-man mission trying to see it through